Hey, this is Jimmy Malone in the trenches. I want to do a little bonus feature today about what is our response to epidemics? What is our response to a health crisis like COVID-19? Well, historically, you can look at the church. Uh, you can read uh, Eusebius, who's the first church historian that we have past the, the book of Acts. And uh, and he talked about in his day uh, the plague that hit Caesarea. He also talked about a generation before that the in Alexandria, Egypt, that there was a plague that came. And uh, at one point, there were there were there were viruses and plagues and diseases and infections that would kill up to 28 percent of the population in different places in the Mediterranean world. And so it was a serious deal. And he talked about in Alexandria, the same thing in Caesarea, when where he was the bishop, actually. There was there were times where the plague or would hit the city and people would flee into the countryside because they knew that people didn't die as often in the country. They didn't understand infectious diseases the way we do, but they knew that hanging around sick people would kill you. And uh, and it was the Christians who stayed and ministered to the sick and buried the dead. And uh, and it was noticed that's how the, there was a great persecution in Alexandria, Egypt, that actually ended because after the plague, everybody recognized the the worth and the good deeds of the Christians because they stayed and they play that they they ministered to the sick, they buried the dead who would otherwise have just been left where they were because everyone was afraid of them and they were not afraid of death, they were not afraid of disease. They went out and ministered and served. And then you even get, uh, you know, you look at Charles Spurgeon who was by no means a a faith and healing preacher, but you know what he did when he came to London, they were in the midst of a cholera epidemic and he reached out and ministered to those people. And as he noticed, uh, you know, in his journal, he said there were no mockers of the gospel at that time uh, when death was among them. And so he took it as a time to engage his church and to convene his church and to pray and to minister to people. And over and over, you see these kind of responses from the church and, uh, you know, I think about John G. Lake during the uh, early part of the of the of the nineteenth century. I guess the twentieth century, the early nineteen hundreds. Uh, there he was in South Africa and uh, ministering among the Dutch Reformed, and there was uh, the bubonic plague broke out. And uh, him and one Dutch brother uh, went into this place, and they just began to bury the dead. Sometimes four in a grave, and they just bur- they were burying the dead and burying the dead and burying the dead. And when the the you know the, a mercy ship came, a medical ship came, uh, that was supplied with all the 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 anesthetic and everything that they had. Uh, they they came and said, "Well, how are you even alive?" Even alive? And he told them, he said, the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. And, you know, God protected them and blessed them, but they ministered to the sick. And so I want to encourage, we've got to engage the culture. This is not time to hide. This is time to engage the culture. And I do believe, he, says, he said in James, if there's any sick among you, let the elders of the church lay hands on them and pray for them. It didn't say let the elders of the church, you know, wipe Purell on them. It said lay hands on them and pray for them. Now, I'm all about keep your hands washed, you know, don't sneeze on people. If you Avoid crowds if you can, you know. But I'm telling you what, I do know this, that Jesus Christ is among us and his presence is real and among us as we gather in his name and faith. And as we come together in the name of Jesus, Jesus is there and he's greater than any virus. He said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now, that's during persecution. That's during famine, that's during war, that's during all kind of good, logical, rational reasons to not get together. But I'll tell you this. Now, some people say, well, that's just helping spread the disease. It's not spreading here. The spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. The Bible says that 
that Jesus said that he said, as many you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He told us to go out and heal the sick and cleanse the leper and cast out demons. And I know some of you don't believe in that. And I understand that. But you can't show me in the Bible where they didn't believe in it. Because in the Bible, it was true. And everywhere it's been believed and practiced, you find that God still especially in times of crisis, will show himself strong. Even recent testimonies in, in Wuhan, China, you, you see testimonies from the underground church that are starting to bubble up that it was the Christians who stayed in the city and ministered. And they began to ask people, are you ready for eternity? Are you ready to meet, you know, are you ready to meet your eternal fate? And they begin to minister Jesus and love people and, 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 and to serve people in that time. And the, and the church is always on the front edge of leading without fear. I think about John Wesley. He talked about being on a ship and he was a minister, but he didn't really have a real relationship with God. And there were Moravian families on that ship going to America and the storm hit and it was going back and forth. It looked like they were about to die. They were about to drown and he was terrified. And even the women and children of the Moravians were calm and peaceful. And he, and he was convicted in his soul that he did not know God not the way the Moravians did, because he said he asked one of their ministers and he said, our, our women and children do not fear death. And so the church has to be different. We have to be different. We serve a God who is greater than all the circumstances we have. And I believe just like we saw in the, in the old Testament where they it, it said he sent his word and healed them. They all, as many as looked upon the brazen serpent, they were instantly healed of the plague that was upon them. I believe that we can look to Jesus and that Jesus is our healer and that we need to stand up and say, we believe that God is the answer. And we need to pray openly that this thing would be done quickly. Pray openly that this, that the, that the epidemic would cease and pray openly and boldly that there would be, uh, that the number of people infected would grow down every week until it was completely gone and believe God to see those things happen. If we don't believe that prayer can change circumstances, why in the world are we praying? I mean, if we don't believe that God is the answer, then why in the world are we even doing this? If we're just going to be, if, if the church can be sidelined by a virus, just like the school, just like the NCAA tournament, then we are just another recreation or just another pastime. No, the church supersedes all these things. And so I'm just telling you, and I know it may be uh, controversial in some places, but I'm just going to tell you that what would Jesus do? Jesus would send his people out boldly. He said, I send you out as lambs among wolves. It doesn't matter what the danger is. We're, we're to go out. Now, look, use common sense. You know, use your hand sanitizer. Uh, don't do things that are stupid. Don't be foolish. Don't be reckless. But at the same time, fear not. And you need to lead with confidence and let people know that Jesus Christ is greater than all this. And this is a time to turn to God and that God will answer. And as many as call upon him, they will be healed. I remember how many times as many as touched Jesus were healed. Say, well, that was Jesus. Well, what happened at Malta where everybody touched Peter, uh, Paul was healed. And people talked about the, the shadow of Peter passing would cause people to be healed. It was just crazy how many people came for healing in the in the Gospels because they knew that Jesus was a healer. And then even we find later in the books where he tells us uh, to pray. For, if there's any sick among you, pray for the sick and the prayer of faith will raise them up. Now, we either believe the word or we don't believe the word. And I'm just going to tell you that when we 
become fearful, when we box ourselves in, when we become afraid to even do the simple things the church is called to do because of virus or because of sickness or because of war, because of persecution, because of public opinion, whatever that is, when we do that, we belie the fact that our God is not the God of all creation, but he is simply a sect, a little bubble that we like to live in. But with God as God over everything, then there's nothing else in this world that supersedes his word and we will act out his word and we will be the church and we and, and we will stand in the face of whatever and say, Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over Corona. He's Lord over Ebola. He's Lord over persecution. He's Lord over this election that's coming up in the United States. It doesn't matter who gets elected. Jesus is Lord and God has a plan for his people to be salt and to be light in this generation. And I want to encourage you, do not panic. Do not fear. Do not start wringing your hands and saying, well, we're just going to have to shut everything down. And when this blows over, we'll go be the church again. I want to encourage you. What a time to be the church. What a time to be the church. This is the time to stand and boldly proclaim. There's something bigger than life and death going on here, that Jesus Christ and eternity are real. And we don't fear death. We don't fear disease. Now, we minister to people. We love on people. We serve people. If they're coughing and sneezing everywhere, they can stay home. We'll pray for them there. We'll go bless them. We'll go, I don't, I'll go lay hands on them. And I don't, I've, I've over and over and over and over gone to the sick and prayed for them and never caught anything from the person I was praying for ever in my life in over 30 years of praying for the sick. And I've seen God do that. Now, if they're sick, stay home. No reason to cough on everybody else because not everybody else is walking in faith. Honestly, some people are scared to death, but they need to look to you as the minister of God and see that this thing is real and we really believe what we believe. Either either let's do it or just admit it's it's make believe and we're just doing this to make to take offerings and have a job. I don't believe that about you. I believe you're doing this for real. Hey. That's another message from In the Trenches. You guys hang in there and go make this happen.